the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 30, recorded Thursday, October 23rd, 2014. Come to flyover country. This is EdTech, the monthly look at the education space inside AV, uh, part of AV Nation. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us, uh, as always, Ernie Bailey from UAMS. How are you, sir? I'm doing just great, Tim. Uh, ready to be ready to do this. Yes. Uh, also with us is Greg Brown from UCLA. Hello, sir. Hey, Tim. Hey, Ernie. Hello, world. Greg. Uh, couple pieces of uh, housekeeping before we get started. Uh, I would like to wish luck to our, our compatriot and, and our former our former panelist, Scott Tyner, uh, who is moving on to bigger and better things. He's going to get his master's degree. <laughs> so uh, uh, at least until he gets that uh, that nice... Did you say master's or musher's degree? Both. He has his mushers. He lives in Maine. Um, so okay, okay. I believe yeah, you get that yeah, when you're five. Um, yeah. I believe you get that when you're five uh, in okay. Maine. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. Um, we we won't deteriorate to short jokes, but I mean, I think he's still fair game. <laughs> you know what? We're off to hell of a start, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are, as usual. Uh, other thing is, we kind of missed last month, so I, we we apologize for that. Uh, honestly, it was well, it was all my fault. <laughs> I'm not, there's there's no way around that one. <laughs> we, Ernie and I were waiting to see who got the blame. Yeah, for that, that one, one. That one was really? all my. I I, I yeah. I had some technical Tim issues. Tim and Scott. Yeah, it was Tim and Scott, actually, yeah. Um, and mostly Tim, because he, he, Tim couldn't figure out how to switch something on, or I don't know. I, don't, I still don't know what. They, everybody could hear themselves. I just couldn't hear them, and, and yeah. So who who knows? Uh, so we're we're back on track here, and, and we've got some uh, – we, we've we've made some calls, got some emails out, and then we, we're going to start bringing bringing some more folks as well. So, not that these two fine gentlemen are not enough, um, but you know, I'm no longer a tech manager, so you know, I've I've got to find uh, people smarter than me, uh, which that generally doesn't take much looking. So, all right, uh, in, enough self-loathing. Let's talk about some uh, some education news. Uh, first up is this. Um, a couple of Extron pieces, and, uh, you know, we, we make a lot of jokes about Extron on the show. Um, but, you know. You yeah. guys make lots of jokes about Extron on the show. Yes, we make a lot of, yes. <laughs> yeah. Greg doesn't. Greg loves Extron. Some of us some of us live dangerously close to the. Yeah, Greg's neighbors. <laughs> Greg's neighbors, yes. They know where I live, so to speak. Um, here's what we've got. First of all, they, they've redesigned their MediaLink controllers. Um, which I think is kind of cool. Secondly, they've got uh, well, they've they've got a wireless sharing um, uh, piece now, and um, you know it, it's kind of like ClickShare. It's kind of like uh, both uh, Barco and, and, and Christie's uh, wireless um, technology. I did not see it physically, touch it, you know, all that stuff. However, someone on this panel has. Uh, so. I guess the first question, and uh, Greg, we'll start with you since you are the one who's perilously close to them, and you've actually uh, messed with this uh, with their new wireless stuff. 
are they are yeah. they on the right track here? I mean, are they coming back around? Not that I expect them to be at a trade show anytime soon, and that's honestly where a lot of our, our ribbing of them comes from. Oh, strangely enough, I saw them in a trade show. Oh, jeez. Oh, wait a second. It was Bixie. Because they go to every show. other trade show other than Infocom. Oh, um, oh damn, that helicopter's yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what was the question? Are they are they on the right track again? I mean, because I, I honestly think I think for a while there, that with for whatever reason, and and I still I've I've heard fifteen different stories, so I'm not going to write or, or broadcast the ones that I've heard because again, there are fifteen different ones, and who knows at this point why they stopped going to Infocom. Uh, and yes, I know what what the official line was, and I don't buy that either. Um, but it, they, they, it felt like they kind of lost their way, right? Um, they weren't at the trade shows. The stuff they were putting out wasn't. Um, they, they were they were missing some some deadlines, some sometimes some time frames that, where they said that stuff would be out, and it just wasn't. They, they didn't get uh, right on the digital um, bandwagon and right on with with HDCP uh, for a while. That took some time. But they've had a couple couple interesting uh, things. They've got their all-in-one boxes now, which is a, a DMPS and an and a, and a uh, um, uh, AMX Anova competitor. Uh, they've got a box that spits out HD uh, HD base T, which is interesting. So the question is, are they coming around? Are they coming back to where they're you know uh, where they're making some good good decisions product-wise and technology-wise? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and disagree with you. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's Nothing a, wrong with that. Monthly occurrence, isn't it? It is. Um, I, or I will disagree with you in part. I I think, I, I think where they've suffered has been with the 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 cutting edge of technology. Uh, the real the the advanced control system aspects. The advanced uh, switcher aspects. Uh, HDCP things like HDMI things like that. Um, I, I think a lot of those products on the, on that end of the product line, yeah, I think they've been, um, I I think they've been weak, and a lot of their stuff has struck me as we're rushing to get this out so we have something to sort of. Um, on the flip side, they do a lot of other stuff really well, and I don't think they've necessarily lost that edge. The things we're talking about here this week are. Are more simpler items, and I think that's where uh, simpler items brought to uh, our industry, well thought out, competitively priced, not the cutting edge of technology. That's where I think their strength has been and continues to lie. I think it's a little bit of a, a mixed bag as far as them. Um, I've seen the products. I have not. Um, I. I would like to play with the collaboration device. I have not uh, played with that. Um, I've seen the wireless device and uh, the HDMI, wi HDMI wireless. It's, yeah, we need one too. There are 17 different versions of it available in the residential market, but yes. yeah, we need one in our market too. I'm I'm glad to see somebody I, I know uh, selling it and not, you know, somebody that I'm, going to have to go to Best Buy to get so I can integrate it into the classroom. Um, and I like the new, the, my understanding is this isn't a replacement line of MediaLink controllers. This is just a, a are going to be different models of yes. this new design yeah. Yeah. that are going to add to the line. And it's it definitely looks better. Um, sort, of a, sort of a hit and miss. Um, 
um, with the buttons. They are larger and they look nicer. They're still really cheap buttons. If uh, like like the old ones, they have a real clunky cheap action. You know that has mattered to some people here, so I'll toss it out there. I know most schools are not going to care a whit about that. They're cheap buttons, but they look better. Um, and as far as schools, the other thing you have to watch here now with the the new design, the panels being mag magnetic, and and they oh look at this. I I just happen to have a MediaLink plate. What what they've got on them? This is a traditional one here. Yeah. But the new ones. Have a little like a little screwdriver divot cut on the back on the bottom edge, you know, like you were gonna take a take a screwdriver and go it go underneath and pop it up, okay. and it's just held in place by by magnets. I knew that going in, and the first thing I did was look for that, see the little cut, get my finger under it, and pop. You can pop the plate right off. I think that's gonna be a a liability in some educational places because uh, venues because you know some kids gonna pick, pick that or figure that out and you know you just lost 137 plates one morning yeah yeah all so. right um, so Ernie uh, are you going to agree with me or, or disagree or, or agree with Greg I guess is the is the best well, way to put that on at least part of it, I'm gonna agree with Greg okay. uh, in that uh, I think of Extron for the as being a very good source for the small pieces that go in between the big pieces. Okay. Okay. The, the the black boxes that we need in the system. I don't look at them for control systems or switchers or the, the big pieces, but the, the small pieces that are kind of hard to find. Like Greg said, they're a no name. Every one of your AV suppliers can get a hold of them. Uh, so you're not having to go uh, use your credit card and try for reimbursement when you need to get one. You can buy it direct. From a, an AV supplier, you can buy it as part of an AV package that you may be buying that you're going to assemble. You don't have to uh, one-off one or two items on the list. Um, and I will say they make the best tweakers in the market. Jeez. So, uh, okay. uh, but I have not done anything with, with this wireless device. Uh, we're not really in the market for wireless HDMI on our campus. We're we're wiring everything in. Uh, I feel better that way. I don't get into arguments with our network engineers over taking up their wireless spectrum or what's going to interfere with what or anything like that, no matter what type of device I use. So we use wireless microphones, uh, and pretty much everything else is wired in. Okay. I, I looked, and I've I've only so far found four Extron tweakers here on the desk in front of me. Well, then you are nowhere <laughs> near an AV geek. Yeah. Although, it's really cool. the, the classic. School, yeah. Yeah. Yes, classic fixed blade tweakers. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, the, the different blade on both ends, the sort of... It's been yeah. five or six years since they stopped doing those. Maybe even longer than that. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen those. Oh. I think I've actually lost they my... They were still at Infocom. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Infocom, let's 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 take that uh, that nice transition. Uh, a couple pieces uh, about Infocom. Uh, first is you know, congratulations. They've got their first Apex Audio Visual Provider of Excellence uh, recipient. Uh, it's a company called ZDI, actually somewhat in my neck of the woods, uh, up about two two and a half hours away from here uh, in, in the Bloomington Normal area. Um, 
It's the first uh, Apex certification uh, that that Infocom has uh, has put forth. I will tell you, being on the other side of this, guys, uh, and we're trying to get our Apex as a company I work for called Innovad. It's a process. <laughs> it's an, it's a process. Uh, it's a, it's an arduous part process, and, and I'm I'm kind of glad that it is. Right? It's not just you know pay fifty bucks for an application fee and then hey here your your Apex. Um, Ernie, is this a big deal um, for for you know because Infocom has tried different levels of this, right? They've tried different iterations. We we had jewelry for a while, we had you know silver, gold, and platinum for a while, yeah. emerald and stuff like that. Um, whether, regardless of whether it's the old one or, or this new Apex, is this are, are these certifications and these um, these stamps from Infocom uh, a good idea? And, and and what do they mean for for? I, for tech I think they're a good idea uh, when we're uh, putting systems out to bid, uh, you know, usually if I'm putting a system out to bid, it's a large one. It's the three lecture hall system that I've got going right now or something like that. Yes, I specify that you have to have a certain level or, you know, the integrator that gets it has to have a certain level uh, of certification from Infocom. Uh, we have at times when there have been, you know, the stacked uh, you know, gold, silver, platinum, or emerald, ruby, diamond, whatever. We we may do a point system where the higher level you get, the more points you have towards scoring of your of your proposal. Uh, I do like to see one that's a little bit more difficult, other than just paying. You know, like you said, paying the fee and uh, having all your techs get their CTS. Yes, that is important, but there's a lot more. Uh, when you're looking at an integrator than just the technicians. You want to know that they're doing a good job all the way through the project, finishing projects out, things like that. All right. Uh, I, I like that idea, too, by the way, of getting, you know, the person, if you have a higher level, than, than giving them more points because you, it's right, you yeah. know. You, you know more what you're doing is is ostensibly the, the at least the assumption that right. you make. Uh, Mr. Brown, is this is this a good thing for for integrators and for you know suppliers and stuff like that to have this and and for you guys as as tech managers? So, so I guess what you were saying there, Tim, is that Bloomington is near normal. I would never say that. Okay. <sighs> All right. Very nice, I, by the I way. I think it's a I think it's a good thing. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, this is the first company I've heard of uh, getting it. I do love the the accountability aspect that uh, your your uh, victims, I mean clients, have to feed information back to Infocom on you, because you know you get you know two technology managers that are in a room and you've got 16 stories of how they were screwed by some uh, you know some vendor or some often some integrator, <clears throat> and so I. I really hope this works out. I hope people, like you say, start asking for it, or like Ernie mentioned, uh, start requiring it, and that people start going after it, and that uh, it it holds some people's feet to the fire. So, I'm I'm hopeful. I don't I don't know. We'll see. Have to see how this pans out over the next couple of years. Well, let me ask you guys this because actually, Ernie and I have have talked offline several times about consultants and. Uh, he's got a really good one right now, and um, a, is there is there a place for that for consultants? Um, because there are some really really great consultants, there are some really really bad consultants as well, yeah. 
And there are times which, at least at the, when I was in education, that uh, for, for whatever reason, education places don't like to talk to other education places about their bad experiences, right? I don't know if they're afraid of getting sued or what have you. They just kind of pass along the bad, the bad consultants to the next person and, and try to get a good one. Ernie, is there a place for, for you know, consultants and, or other uh, programmers or, or whoever else, um, you know, uh, for that type of, of certification? For the, for, for I would that? love to see that kind of certification for consultants. Uh, as you said, we have a real good consultant right now. I've worked with some good ones, several good ones, uh, one not so good one, uh, who I don't even believe advertises themselves as an AV consultant anymore. Wow. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I would like some certification. Like Greg said, you know, the feedback from the client uh, back to Infocom to let them maintain their certification or, you know, to reach different levels, I think is, is a big step forward from the previous one where, you know, I knew some consulting houses that had two consultants, uh, you know, two listed as consultants, and they both had their CTSD, so they got their highest level of certification. But there's only so much a firm that size can do, uh, but you know, at the same time, there might be a company that's got, uh, you know, 50 to 75 good consultants working around the country, but they can't get that level of certification uh, at least as fast. But if if it's done based on, you know, the both the level of expertise and of training certification, as well as the feedback from the customers, I think that's a much more a uh, reliable system and, you know, something we can we can track and we can know what we're, what we're getting into. Yeah. Greg, you guys don't do a lot of consultant work, do you? At least your group uh, at UCLA. No, my my group, no. We, we pick up the pieces for other departments on campus sometimes when they have outside people come in. But, uh, no, a lot, lot of higher ed circles, you know, consultant is kind of a bad word and there's yeah. all sorts of... Yeah. Uh, and it, and here's know. the thing: it shouldn't be right. I mean, that yes, there are bad ones, but there are great ones out there too. There are great ones. I think a lot of it is the fear of you know, I'm just throwing money away into this system if I'm hiring a consultant. That's really what you know uh, I've heard, and, and I've even felt that way until I did some recent projects where we uh, put stuff out to bid. We said we can do all this ourselves. You know, all the paperwork inside to do, put it out, get a good bid and all that well we put it out to bid and it came in uh more than double what i was expecting it to be so as opposed to awarding it at that price that i didn't have budgeted <laughs> i went back to my boss and said i would like to bring in a consultant this one that we actually have on contract uh with them you know the contract is uh we pay x number of dollars per hour for his time and then we uh so he's pre-qualified and uh, he's already in our system so I I just sent him what I wanted him to do and he would he sends me back an estimate we've used him that way a couple of different times uh, but I said I want to use him and I sent him our proposal and he said well the pro he told us what our problem was with it the way we had written it we paid you know what I did not think was a whole lot of money um, not only did I get the bids back in within what I was anticipating back within my budget, a couple of the bids came in significantly less than what we would have anticipated. 
because of the way he rewrote. We got everything we'd asked for in the initial bid, but uh, with the consultant helping us write it, we tightened up the requirements, um, and I more than saved what I paid the consultant to do that work on. Yeah, so, and I see that I, that that right there is where the value. Uh, of, That's a, right. of a good consultant, right? Of a, of a good yes. consultant is. A good consultant, develop a relationship with a consultant, uh, or two or three even, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, put it out there, and uh, I think you'll get your money's worth. It's You know, I used to think a consultant was great. You know, we're building a whole new building, and it's going to have AV on every floor and three or four auditoriums. Then we need to bring a consultant in. Well... We've brought them in for a couple of much smaller projects and have really saved money. I, I think the the problem in higher ed, you, I, I think folks like purchasing, and the 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 structure behind us put up a lot of blockades to things like consultants. Yes. Not necessarily because there've been bad AV consultants, because they've had problems with consultants in other circles. Yeah, probably. Or one of the other uh, aspects you've got is that a lot of times people retire and then come back the week later as a yes. consultant. <laughs> and so there are often a lot of uh, uh, hoops that have to be jumped through in higher ed to get a consultant that makes it difficult, not necessarily because of any sort of AV reason. Uh, what are you saying, Greg, that there are loopholes in the state ed state retirement systems? <clears throat> that you could drive a truck through? Yes, several, actually. <laughs> I, I better be nice. I'm still member a member of a state retirement system today. <laughs> so we'll... we'll mm -hmm see how that goes yeah ask I, me I, next month yeah, I, i'm not so <laughs> I'll, I'll talk all of it now i can i only have comments about the state of illinois one so you crossed over to the dark side i did you know? i did what decision was that uh all right let's talk about um i don't know if it's I, when i first saw this story infocom in, in the, the regional shows i was like well that's kind of stink you know that, that, that kind of stinks that that the, the first one kind of got kiboshed it got, it got they canceled the first one which was in uh, pennsylvania and it looked like there were scheduling issues with, with the, 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 the hosting venue. They're still doing the one in California. Uh, let's bring up the story here from, uh, from our friends over at, uh, over at Higher Ed Tech Decisions. Um, the first event was, was supposed to be ha uh, held last month uh, in Philadelphia. Now, they're still doing the one in San Jose. These are regional shows. And the reason I wanted to talk about on this, on this show was that the at least from my understanding and talking with the folks at Infocom, this was geared really towards you guys, right? This was to to bring in more tech managers and for you, you know, for Ernie to bring in his boss and and and, and his entire team, right? Uh, if right. he wasn't able to make it to Infocom, uh, this was that idea, right? It's a, a two day event. You guys could you know, bring in uh, your entire team or you know whoever, and introduce you know introduce the higher ups to the world of AV and, and include all of your uh, everybody that works with you. Um, let's let's talk about this. First of all, Ernie, is this a, are, are these regional shows good ideas, and 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 how can we, as members of Infocom, make them better and 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 make them, you know, I guess encourage Infocom to do more of these instead of just the the one in San Jose. I think they're a very good idea. Um, I think they, I mean, they sent out a survey this week on what tech managers would like to see at these, mm. which seems like that should have been done before you set them up well, yes. uh, and 
Uh, you know, one issue that I have with with things like this that Infocom and a lot of groups do, uh, New England and Southern California are not the only two regions in the country. No, they're not. San Jose is not Southern California. Well, no, okay, okay where is in it? California. Most of them are Southern California or New England. Uh, New England or East Coast. There's, you know, there's not one in St. Louis or in Dallas or Little Rock or New Orleans. They're not close, you know. California is so, important. We, if we were, if, I'm not, I said you're not the cut. only one, okay? Well, they're going where the market is. If we were a country, we'd be what the ninth most economic, ninth, the ninth largest most economic broke. Yes, power? you'd be the ninth most broke country in the world. <laughs> no, we we have we have money now. Apparently, we're building Jerry's crazy train from one end of the state to Are the other. Are you still doing now. that seriously? Oh God, he won't let it rest. <laughs> oh, be his, if you don't his know what the crazy train is, thing. it's their it's their high speed rail from one end of the state to the other, from north which, to south. Yeah, and which we, I thought we, you guys kiboshed for some reason. We keep apparently we keep trying. Okay. Apparently, the voters don't count. I wish I can. I think I can. I think I can. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, and Greg makes a good point, right? There, there are physically more people in California right. than, you know, probably all of, you know, the Midwest. But Ernie makes a good point too. There are four time zones, right, in in the country. Let's let's put one in each one, right? Uh, there's, exactly. uh, I, I whether it's St. Louis or Little Rock or Memphis or you know, let's put let's pick some place that that's somewhere. I'd even do Chicago. I mean, Chicago is, is kind of north uh, for the Midwest, but it is a major yeah. a major hub, and there are some significant universities in and around Chicago. Right. Uh, and then you have the entire state of Texas, which, again, is still the central time zone. Uh, and then you've got, of course, Mountain, which, you know, there's you could do Denver uh, pretty easily. Although I don't know that you want a lot of tech managers going to Denver for no particular <laughs> reason. <clears throat> I'll tell you guys a story okay. off the air about okay, that, that uh, took me a moment. I, I'll, I'll tell you a story about Cedia and a party that that happened at Cedia another time. So, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I, I didn't go to the party. Just like to clarify that, I, but but people I know went to the party and and expressed the things that went on there. This All was right. Cedia in. This was Denver? this year Cedia. This was the one in, in September. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, speaking of Cedia, uh, it was a nice segue, unintended. Ping! Uh, and there's a reason I'm bringing up Ping to you guys. Uh, Ping is Crestron's new new uh, home automation uh, device. It is a device. It's not just the app, uh, but it requires the Ping system. Um, so you've got that, plus you've got the app that allows you to do, basically configure everything. And uh, here's the thing, and Greg, we'll start with, we'll start with you on this, because... You are the newest of the three of us to Crestron. Um, the more I look at this, the more I read about it, the more I think about it. I could see Ping con- competing directly with some of the uh, smaller control systems in K through 12 and in smaller um, uh, higher ed systems because it is so simple to configure, right? And, and let's be clear, it's a configuration software. It's configuration. So you walk into... A classroom and you say okay i've got this projector maybe you want to control the lights i've got this lighting system and i've got this this screen and that's it you know or you know maybe you have a, a small little switcher and that's it i could see them them angling that way um so is there room and whether it's you know k12 or higher ed 
for a, a smaller, uh, leaner uh, Crestron system like this, where, where you basically set a level one or level two tech to, to work and you give them half an hour and, and the system's up and running? Um, that's a, that's a good question. I think so. Um, what, what's going on here is every, everybody's is gunning for the programmers. You know, the, the programmers have, there, there's been so much, um, uh, the, you know, the, the whole, the things we dealt with for years where you couldn't get the code, where you were held hostage mm -hmm. by programmers, um, if, you know, you, you, we were, we were bagging consultants there, you know, how many, how many know, how many programmers do you know and how many competent programmers do you know? Ernie, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain that in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, you know there there are a lot of programmers out there who are one-person shops, and and a lot of them have really given the industry a a a, a bad name. Um, you know, so I, I think you're com It's they're they're being attacked on three sides. You know, you you have these these things that which are, um, and and AMX has one too that we were talking about not long ago. These things, these 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 wizards, if you will, that mm -hmm. let you do very basic systems. On the um, other side, you've got the push to have these more sophisticated control systems. I, I think the days of, you know, just pressing dumb buttons to for AV systems are really are, are really limited. Where when you look at where you know building automation and building control is going, you know, if we, if we don't get on board that ship, we are not going to be building our rooms anymore in some cases. And sort of in the third direction. Um, you you have the um, um, I completely forgot what that third direction was. Yeah, that's all right. It was a really great I'm, point. I'm certain it was a wonderful point. Yeah, they, 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 big picture, they're they're coming at programmers from all all different directions yeah. here. It's oh, it's it's the whole misunderstandings that um, you, you know people who are not using programmed control systems are largely running on the mistaken beliefs they have been fed by companies that don't make programmable control systems. He will say gently and as respectfully as he can, but I think it's largely the case. And, and you know, you have a, a you know, like we learned over the last two years here, you have a mid-sized room standard uh, equipment, you figure out what you want to what you're going to have in the room, what you want it to do, what you basically want the interface to 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 look like. You find yourself a respectable, good, honest programmer. You pay him a thousand bucks. Boom! There's your there's your program. And if you're concerned that well, I'm going to change the video projector. Well, you have them put in a back page, and you get the little switch put in that says, well, I have this model now, but it might be this model B here in the in the near future that takes the programmer like no time to do there's no reason for them to just you know really have you buy the attachments and 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 force them force you to pay them thousands of dollars for every change you know find yeah. yourself a better programmer you know we're we're, we're not I, I think we have largely not been uh, not not done our due diligence with finding good honest programmers and um, and and a lot of us have paid the price for it. Yeah. 
Uh, before I ask Ernie this, I will, you know, all, all uh, um, uh, self-revealing and, and, you know, uh, I, right now I'm, my company is doing a job for Ernie. Um, yeah, there have been some hiccups and, and, you know, I'm putting my best programmer now, which just for the record <laughs> is not me. Um, you know, that, but you, you, you understand your own limitations and you, yes. you get smarter people than you in there. So uh, now go ahead, Mr. Ernie. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh... Well, uh, Tim, you know, I like looking at a system like this. We have a lot of small classrooms. That, like you said, they have a projector and a screen, a uh, little media amp, uh, and maybe, you know, we're switching a couple of different inputs going to it, uh, either m running multiple lines to the projector or have a small two or three input switch uh, in the lectern. Uh, but something like this, it's easily, you know, configurable. I don't want to go with programmable with something like this, but something that, yes, any of my techs could go in, uh, reconfigure it for the room, or they could put one in a room. Right now we're using, you know, these little 10-button controllers, uh, but I do have to have a programmer. I have one on staff. I have, I've have i got two guys that program on my staff, and they can do it, but, you know, it's taking time away from them programming the more complicated systems or troubleshooting our bigger rooms to program, you know, all these little rooms. And, you know, I can't uh, put the same model projector in every room because I can't upgrade 60 classrooms, excuse me, at the same time. So I'm going to have a mix, you know, just a mixed bag of uh, projectors. Um, so I need something that's fairly easy to configure and to make changes. Something like this is something that I would see as uh, – something very good for higher ed and probably uh, even for the K-12 market. Uh, I, I haven't looked at these enough to see the pricing on them. I'd like to see what that is uh, and I think like to see other, other products like it. I think list price is five or $600. Um, see, that's what I'm paying for that 10-button controller that we're programming yeah. right now. Uh, so if this will go back and talk to my fusion control system and work with us that way, I would I'd, – be very happy to look at something like this uh, for any new classrooms and retrofitting our older ones as we can. Yeah. Now, I, I will say this. It doesn't come with a with an interface, right? So the interface is some sort of mobile device, whether it's an iPad, an iPod, iPod Touch, or, or what have you. Right. Um, so you would have to purchase that aspect. Um, so... Um, all right. Uh, one last story before I let you guys get out of here. Actually, let me, yes. let me jump back for Shoot. a second onto Infocom. I, I went onto their webpage here, and yeah, they do have the uh, the San Jose event listed for March, but there is a is an event much more focused on higher ed folks, and that is Infocom on campus. And I had not heard anything. That's why I didn't say anything and jumped onto the website, but. Um, there is an Infocom on-campus event planned for December 9th in Los Angeles, California oh, um, at, uh, at uh, USC, University of Southern California. Uh, so I won't get back onto the California bandwagon there with Ernie, but there's another event if anybody is local and um, for, for much more higher ed focused than... Uh, not, not that the San Jose sounds like a that sounds like a pretty big gig too. Yeah. Uh, from, from its write up, the uh, Infocom on campus looks like it's intended as a much smaller sort of thing, but they got a schedule and uh, 
uh, everything online on the Infocom website. Is that just one day? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. 8.30 to 5. 8.30 to 5, yeah. It's yeah. a full day. You could, you could ride your bike over there, couldn't you? Yeah, if I don't mind getting shot at. Jeez. <laughs> wow. God hey, they're nice. they're in a shady part of town. USC um, is. They are in a sh- yes. They've 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 had a number of shootings Holy right around campus in the last year or two. Wow. Yeah. That's one thing about UAMS. I never got shot at. So. No. <laughs> and and I ate very well. I'll, I will say that. Yeah. So. Uh, between senior tequilas and uh, the the orange, what was the uh, what's the orange burger place? Um, big orange. The big orange. That's it. Very good place to have burgers in, if you're in uh, if you're in Little Rock. So, all right. Uh, last one before I let you guys go. Uh, Ernie mentioned the fact that they use wireless uh, mics. Okay, so the FCC is, is they have gone back and forth, right? Um, this is according to PC World. They are taking steps to make quote unquote more room for white spaces. Now, the question is whether or not you believe them um, at the same time as they are killing uh, or supposedly going to be killing um, the 500 megahertz band sometime soon. Uh, Ernie, you've got a lot of wireless. uh, So how concerned are you uh, about what the FCC is doing um, with in regards to white spaces and do you guys have a backup plan uh, in case they do come by, come through and say, hey, you can't use that spectrum anymore? Well, uh, I mean, our backup plan is to purchase in a different uh, spectrum. Uh, I don't like doing that, but sometimes that's just kind of where we have to go. Uh, I know uh, when this happened last time, uh, most of the manufacturers offered us rebates or trade-ins uh, if we if we stayed with their product and went to the new one, we got a bit of a discount uh, buying their their replacement product. Yeah. So I'm, I hope we will see something like that again. Uh, we've seen this notice from the FCC what three times in the last two years. It keeps getting pushed back. Uh, basically, I have made our budget office uh, aware that you know this is how many microphones that we have. If I have to buy them outright, this is what it will cost. But you know, just let them be aware that this may be coming. We have a uh, project change office that looks at things like this on a campus-wide uh, level for not just for AV, but I mean for anything that require a major change. And they help us manage budget, uh, identify funding for things like that, and they prioritize it as far as the campus needs. So. They're aware that this may be coming up, but it's not a priority at this time. But they won't be shocked <laughs> when the FCC says it's this date and it's not going to change. Yeah. Then we'll then we'll look at it. Okay. But uh, we just recently done a reinventory of our microphone systems to make sure that we're all all legal. Very cool. Uh, all right, uh, Mr. Brown, do you guys have a, a, a plan for for this? Should this come down, like like Ernie said? Should they come down and say this is the drop dead date for these frequencies? No, <laughs> no. I love you. Um, and and we might, yeah. we we might be okay where we are. We 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 ended up having to toss out, you know, a hundred and fifty 
wireless systems uh, in when we lost 800 megahertz because all of our stuff was up in the high 800s, low 900s. We're, we're down in the 600s now. We're sandwiched in between some of the TV stations, yeah. but you know, where 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 strangely enough, I'm surprised we work in a in a somewhat RF intense environment that Los Angeles is, but um, we may be okay. I mean, and, and as far as the FCC, speaking as somebody who has two FCC issued licenses, and probably at the risk of hanging on to those, I, I have little to no faith that the FCC will do something intelligent. I, I don't disagree with that, by the way. And, and I don't have any license. Um, so that's why I'm doing podcast now. Uh, so, all right. All right. That, that, that'll work. See how, they, see how far they got me. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> actually, but by, by the time I got into radio, it's weird. By the time I got into radio, you, you no longer needed uh, an operator's license. Years ago, you, to, to be actually anywhere near a radio console, you had to have an operator's license. Yeah. And I was actually studying for the test when they changed it. So. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, actually, I found out one thing about Ernie. He and I both have radio backgrounds, so, and both of us ended up in AV. I'm not sure what that says about the <laughs> AV industry or about the radio industry, but hey, there we are. Yeah. All right, guys, that'll do it for this month. Uh, with us, as always, Ernie Bailey from UAMS. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to participate. Uh, Enjoyed it. Where can people find you? Uh, LinkedIn is the best place to find me. Okay. Uh, also, Mr. Greg Brown uh, from UCLA. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And where can Always people find you? Hold court in, on LinkedIn all the time, and uh, one of these days I'm going to get back to uh, back to blogging over there on All Voices for Infocom. They've had me wrapped up in this other project here for the last nine months, but uh, they're kind of starting to make noises about wanting me to get my pen back, my poison pen out. No, they don't want my poison pen. They want my 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 nice, nice jovial, humorous pen. But uh, so they're going to let you write again? Yeah. They, they never. Not, they never. They. Yeah, they didn't stop you from writing. They just stopped publishing you. Right? Yeah. They, well, they, did, yeah. they, they, they. They didn't like one of the blogs I wrote. But that is. Can I say where that's going to appear? Sure, absolutely. That's going to appear over on AV Nation as soon as I dig it back up and change it a little bit and talk about AV Nation instead of Infocom. And uh, yeah. I'm I'm going to have two blogging homes. One one for fine upstanding work and then the others over on AV Nation. <laughs> oh my. Uh, also, real quickly, uh, not not for nothing, but both of you have been. Greg is still still is the chairman of the uh, the uh, technology managers council. Uh, so, Greg, since you are the current chair, how do how do technology managers find you guys? And and if they're interested in joining the council, how do they do so? Uh, there is a Technology Managers Council webpage on the uh, on the uh, Infocom website. Um, yes, about two months ago, they changed the picture to my picture from Scott's picture. Wow! So yeah, they are they're right on top of things over there in Fairfax. Um, <laughs> you've only been and, the, never mind. Uh, I was going to say, it's only been two years since you've been the chair, but go ahead. It has only been two years since I've as, that I've been the chair. Um, and we are going to hold another meeting soon. And um, I've been busy, they've been busy, and it was summer. And so we've been kind of quiet of late. All right. 
So yeah, if you're a member of Infocom, go by there and, and, and check that out. So, uh, all right, uh, don't follow me or do anything. Um, I'm my tweets are generally boring right now. I'm complaining about the Bears season. So, uh, but go by the website if you would please. Avnation.tv, Avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. We have two brand spanking new ones uh, this week. Uh, one is called the Power Over Ethernet Show. Um, it is not for the weak of heart. Uh, it's hosted by Tony Zotti, a uh, very smart programmer out of Denver, uh, talking about, honestly, AV networking. Um, this first show was, I learned a lot. I actually got to hang out and, and, and sit in the, in the, behind the scenes and, and watch it from, from the wings, and it was very cool. Learned a lot of really smart people uh, on that show. Um, and then our buddy Phil Cordell has a new one coming out this week. Uh, they have a new AV apps uh, episode this week. We had a new state of control uh, this week. So all kinds of stuff. And, of course, our weekly um, AV week, which is our, our wrap-up of news and information. So check it out if you would, please, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been EdTech Talk.